God has placed each one of us who belong to him in exactly the place he wants us at the exact time that he wants us to be there. That's Acts chapter 17. Each of us have an assignment from God. What is your assignment? It's really simple. Our assignment from God is where we are today. A husband, a father, a wife, a mother, a businessman, a teacher, a mechanic, a waitress, wherever you are, that's your assignment. We begin where we are, and our goal is to reflect God at all times. And we do that by following the Holy Spirit. Each of us have been equipped by God to succeed. And it is basically so simple. We start our day by prayer, even before we get out of bed. What do you want me to do today? Please show me. Please give me wisdom in how to do the thing. Please help me. Please fill my day. We have in us the great Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit does four things for us. At least four things. He teaches us all things. He reminds us of everything Jesus has said to us. He guides us into all truth and he shows us things to come. He is the spirit of truth and the comforter. And he is continually comforting us as we go through trials and problems. And as we pursue various tasks, he is continually helping us. Before I make a podcast, I'm saying, oh God, please help me to do this, to say what you want said. Please enable me to do this. Before I write anything on a page, I'm praying, asking God to help me to write the things he wants. It's only his word that helps any of us. So if you are a father, a husband, it's a tremendous role in life, a tremendous assignment to take care of your family. But you have exactly what you need, and that's wisdom from God. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. So you don't know what to do about your eldest child. You pray and you ask God for wisdom. And you do the things that are brought to your mind by the Holy Spirit. Following God. At your work, you do the same thing. Asking God what to do. Following God. If you hate your job, pray. Maybe God will put you in another job. 
wherever you are right now, even if you hate it, pray asking God to enable you to do that job as well as you can for today. One day at a time, just today. And pray asking him to put you in another job if you hate your job. Pam Paget, as a young woman, took a job as a secretary at a bank, and she enjoyed it for a couple of years. She was secretary to one of the lawyers, the CPA. But then she found she was bored with the work, and she asked God if he could give her something that would be more interesting for her to do. At the bank, this was about 1985, someone had given them two computers. One had been taken out of the box, the other was still sitting in the box. Her boss asked her if she would try to figure out how to use the computer, see if it could be useful to them. Pam told her boss that she would be happy to look at them and try to see how to make them work. She asked him if she could enroll in a night course at the community college on computers, and he said she could. They got a listing of courses and decided that the thing she needed to take was a course called Basics, since she needed basic information of computers. She went to the course that night, and it was anything but what she expected because they were teaching how to code for a program called BASIC. But she decided to stay there anyway that night. And as the teacher started talking about coding, Pam became very interested. By the time she left the class that night, she was saying to God, this is it. This is what I want to do, is coding for computer. She got a job in a small software business, and they ended up uh, without sufficient funds, so she was going to have to get another job. Her boss told her about a job at FedEx for computer programmer, entry level. She went to that job interview, and she got almost everything wrong at the interview. The interviewer said, well, I'm going to give your name to all of the managers. And she got a call that one manager was interested in hiring her. He did hire her. Later, when she got to know this manager, she said, why did you hire me? Because I got everything wrong. He said, oh, Pam, it's not brain surgery. I could tell you were a very hard worker and that you would do a good job and you were conscientious. She spent 20 years as a programmer for FedEx. At the end of about 20 years, she had a word from God that this is not your peace, and she took a retirement and left FedEx at a considerable cut in salary, an early retirement.
about a week or two after she left FedEx, and she had nothing to do. She left FedEx with no plan, nothing to do. About a week or two after that, God told me to start a blog. I contacted Pam and said, could you start a blog for us? I've heard to start a blog. She said, well, I don't know anything about blogs, but I think I could. So within a couple of days, Pam had the blog set up, and we were writing on the blog, and she was handling all of the technical work for us when it had to be done. Next, I heard to write books on Amazon. Pam did all the technical works to get the books ready for Amazon. Finally, in 2020, Pam had the word podcast. I had a dream about feeding baby kittens, and I knew that was the church. They were starving to death. So Pam found out about podcasts. We bought equipment, started recording, and Pam did all the technical work on getting us listed in directories and getting the podcast out there where people could find them. She has her hands full today. Pam also has a spiritual gift of helps. You read about that gift in um, at the end of 1 Corinthians 14. It's a gift for the church. She wanted to marry. But God had other plans for Pam. And her life is filled with technical work, which she does for the ministry. And even as skillful as she is, she told me that every time she starts to put the podcast out there where people can hear it, she is praying, God, please help me to know how to put this podcast out there. Jesus said of mine own self, I can do nothing. But as I hear from God, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father who hath sent me. That's John chapter 5, verse 30. And we're in the same position. Of our own self, we can do nothing. It was God's assignment for Pam to do the work for the ministry that she is doing. Another woman wanted to do the work, but it was just terrible. She had been skillful in secretarial type work, but she wasn't assigned by God to do the work for this ministry. Pam is. You can't do a work just because you want to do a work. You have to be assigned by God to do that work. I was assigned by God given a gift, spiritual gift of exhortation for the church. I didn't have anywhere to speak or anywhere to write to exhort the church. But I had a spiritual gift of exhortation. I had been taken into heaven twice as a young Christian, merged into the body of Jesus, God and the Holy Spirit witnessing. No visions of human visions, just in the spirit. Two times that happened to me. I had no idea what it meant. But I was on fire for things of God after that. 
I owned a business at that time that this happened. I had no interest at all in the business after this happened, though I continued to operate the business for about four years. But during that time, I had three very competent women who worked for me. I could stay home and read the Bible. The only thing they needed me for was to appraise jewelry and buy the jewelry. They could sell it. I had plenty of time to read the Bible. I went to church. I went to a prayer group. God used those places to teach me how to operate in the ministry to which I was called. God has a way for each one of us, wherever we are. If you are a wife and mother, you have a tremendous assignment. I just can't imagine more of an assignment than that. To teach your children, to live a godly life in front of your children, to guide them, to help them, to provide for them. Incredible job. And to do it in a godly way. Pam told me today a story about her youngest sister. She had four children. She did not want to stay at home. She wanted to go fulfill her life. Her husband did not want her to do this. He did not want her to go out and work. She wouldn't wouldn't pay attention to him. She went out and got a job and they divorced. A pitiful story. In my case, I wanted to marry. I had a great love of my life. When I first went to college, I met him in college the first year. Oh, I wanted to marry Buddy. It didn't work out at all. Looking back on it, there is no way it could have worked out. But it was a terrible time. A terrible time. I was extremely depressed when it did not work out. Looking back on it, Buddy was a Church of Christ member. His parents were, his father was an elder in the Church of Christ. I was not born again at that time, though I had been baptized in Church of Christ. Thir when I'm about 38 years old, God caused me to be born again by speaking a word to me saying, Joan, you know these mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sin. And I said, ah, sin? I thought they were mistakes. I didn't realize I was a sinner. I was baptized when I was about 15 and born again when I was about 37. And then all these spiritual things began happening to me, being taken into heaven twice I was given an assignment for the church, and there's no way that could have been fulfilled had I married Buddy. It would have been impossible. So sometimes our desires as a young person 
are different from the will of God for us. And that is difficult to go through. But even when you have to go through something like that, God has a way of getting us through it, though it is terribly painful. Going forward at this point in time today, we start with prayer. God, please give me the wisdom to do your will today. Please show me this day what I need to do to fulfill your will for today. And please show me how to do that thing. James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. Take that scripture and build your faith. Build your faith in prayer. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. Keep it before you day and night as needed, especially as a young Christian. I had a very hard day a few days ago. Very difficult. I did not know how I was going to get through that day. I turned to God, please restore me. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And one of the things David said is, he restoreth my soul. I said to God, please restore me. And he did. God has never failed to restore me when I have turned to him at times when I have not known how I can go forward. When I have been being attacked brutally by thoughts from devils. When I have been attacked by humans in the church. When everything has happened to cause me to doubt whether what I'm doing is even working or is it profitable. You sometimes just have to look at scripture and say, regardless of how it looks, I'm going forward. And you turn to God in prayer and say, please help me restore my soul. Please fill my day with things that I need to be doing. Please help me to get through today. And he does. I had an accident in the year, uh, in December uh, 2018. It was a bad accident. I broke a wrist, completely doubled back, and had to have reconstructive surgery. Broke a hip. I was in bad condition. I went into the hospital. They operated on me. They put me in a rehabilitation center for two and a half months. I was alone in uh, Lubbock, Texas. I would wake up in the mornings. How am I going to get through today? I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't walk. I had no one to come and see me and things. Oh, an occasional person would. But most of the time I was totally alone. 
and I would pray, God, please fill my day. Then I'd sort of forget about it. And before I knew it, the day was over. And I would think, wow, this is the end of the day, and God filled my day. This is the way it works. It's high points, low points, but at all points, God is there to keep us going. Call on God and just relax. So prayer is critical. Another thing that's absolutely essential is doing Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Verse 6, really. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be careful for nothing. So if you have anything right now that you're troubled about, the thing you need to do immediately, stop, take that problem to God in prayer. Pour out your heart before God. Don't be phony. So many religious people are phony. Tell God the thing that's troubling you. Ask him to help you. Relax after you pray and wait on God to work it out. And then the minute you hear something that you know is from the Spirit of God, do it. And that's a way of life. We do that every day. Problems arise during the day. Please, God, help me. What am I supposed to do about this? That is the way of God for us, and it works. Now, the world wouldn't accept it for one second. It would be foolishness to them. You've got to get out there and do something. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. For us, it is a way of life. It is the way of life. Calling on God through prayer, following scriptures, listening for information that's brought by the Holy Spirit who lives in us as believers. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. I have so often had Christians ask me about this scripture. What does it mean, the power that worketh in us? What is that? Well, it's the Holy Spirit that each of us have been given by God when we believe. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us. And here's what the Holy Spirit does. 
teaches us all things. All things, not just spiritual things, all things. You don't know what to do about taking care of your child. The Holy Spirit can teach you how to take care of that child properly. How to prepare meals, whatever it is you do. For me, I don't know how to do these podcasts. So I pray, please God, help me. And then I just speak the things brought to my mind by the Spirit of God as I am recording. Faith in God, following Him. The Holy Spirit guides us into all truth and shows us things to come. Four great powers of the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26 and John 16, 13. And it's very important for us to evaluate ourselves to see if we actually are doing the things that God showed us to do. James 1.5 But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, the scriptures, the word of God, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. I have recorded several podcasts on the subject of meditation and following God by the Word of God. Those you might want to look at. But the first thing you want to do is take this brief podcast today. Be sure you're doing the various things. Be sure you're doing the prayer. Be sure you're committing everything to God in prayer. Be sure that you're actually following the Holy Spirit by doing those ideas that he brings to you. Trust God to fill your day. Trust God to help you. Look at James 1.5 and really understand that he will give you wisdom about the matter at hand when you ask him for wisdom. Keep your faith in God. This is Joan Pony speaking. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.